0: A Rich Tradition College Football Podcast is now live. Hello, hello, and welcome to a Rich Tradition College Football Podcast. Two friends, one love, and that is college football. He's Robbie Paul. I'm Spencer Van Horn. Roberto, week 12 is in the books. Pretty interesting weekend around College football, and how about
1: those Hawkeyes? Yeah, man. As uh, to to coin or to steal a phrase from uh, <clears throat> from our uh, our boy um, at Cover Two, playoff dream or championship dreams go to die in Iowa in November. Mm-hmm.
0: I distinctly remember somebody saying something along those lines right here. Last week, I don't remember who it was exactly, but somebody right here said something about that, uh, also on this podcast. So maybe if you could go back through the notes and see who it was that said that, that would be uh, pretty cool. I can't remember who it was though.
1: Oh, is is that what we're doing now? We're just gonna (laughs) when you randomly get one right, we're just gonna randomly give you kudos. (laughs) But we're not gonna we're not gonna give me credit whenever I call when I call the major upsets. We're not gonna do Uh, that. No, that's exactly what's gonna happen. We'll, okay. we'll acknowledge all the ones that I get right, and we'll over okay. we'll the ones that you get. <laughs> okay. Just just make sure we're on the same page. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm only kidding.
0: <laughs> all right. So, uh, death threats for um, what's his name there, Sean Clifford in Penn State. If there's, uh, I don't know if there's anything else super newsworthy that's happening. Uh, throughout the week, but there were death threats. Obviously, I think you and I can both agree that that's stupid. And I can't imagine anybody in their right mind being that, that, you know, that enthralled in
1: everything where it sounds like, you know what, I'm going to make a death threat on the internet. You know, actually, I mean, I'm going to go the other side on this, man. Clifford, just play better. You know, well, yeah. how, how, how dare you? How dare you? you know right. not play You're excellent right. all the time you know you know me the 47, the 47 year old man who lives in a basement and calls it the command center just yeah. decides that i'm just going to tweet at you and threaten your life because you know i'm a loser no it's stupid and idiotic don't don't tweet or attack 19 20 year olds for playing a stupid game just like i hate people who tweet at 17 18 year olds who are making huge life decisions about their college I mean, you have no idea what they're going through. You have no idea how much Auburn is paying them to go to their school. You have no idea, you know?
0: So there's no, there's, there's,
1: you have to choose between
0: $100,000 over here and $200,000 over there. And then there could be $300,000 from, you know, who, who knows who else. So yes, it's, it's it's tough.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree, but no, Uh, it's, it's stupid. I, I, I just, I hate, I hate stories like this, but yes, Quit being stupid people.
0: <clears throat> LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia are one through four. No real surprise there um, for the top four, right?
1: no um, but do you want to have the the dumb conversation or do you want to talk about the dumb conversation that people are having right now about Absolutely. this these? i am I'm so okay. Yeah, a couple or, things. But let's let's get this off the table, okay? Yeah, come on. This him, now, yeah. this, this now dialogue that Alabama has a path to get in, like a like it's not it's it's not like they're talking about like it's a complete hypothetical. No, they're talking about like there is a legit way in which Bama gets into the playoff right now, and the and I hate that. I really do. I I hate this conversation because what they're doing. Is they're creating a context that does not exist right now because they want it to be like 2017, and it's not going to be, or at least we don't think it's going to be anything like 2017. <clears throat> because he, to, to paint the other picture of, of 2017, you know, George is the one-loss SEC champ. We have Ohio State, who's a we have Ohio State, who's a champion who has two losses. We had the Pac-12 champion who didn't matter. We have the Oklahoma one-loss champ, and we had Clemson, okay? The reason why Alabama got in that year is because it had three to four ranked wins to go on its resume. Also, the team that it was going up against, the comparison to get into the playoff, was a two-loss Ohio State who got housed by Iowa at the time, who, by the way, I believe that year only had five or six wins, And they lost by 40. That isn't happening this year. Or at least we don't foresee it happening. Which, oh, by the way, because the biggest thing is that there's no way Alabama can create three or four ranked wins like it had in 2017. Because those don't exist for them. And if I hear one more pundit or analyst or quote-unquote expert tell me that they can be considered to be in the top four if they beat Auburn, really bad, with a backup quarterback at Auburn. Are you kidding me? That will literally be the only ranked win they have. And who knows if Auburn's even ranked at that point with four freaking losses.
0: And it's a ranked win that LSU, Georgia, and what, Florida, Florida also have? Florida? Florida
1: already have. Yeah, Florida already yeah, have. So,
0: I mean, there's it's your best ranked win that three other teams have, two of them being in the in, in you know already ahead of you in the playoff yeah
1: i'm i i just hate I'm creating sure. I, I i go ahead i'm so sorry i don't want to cut you off
0: well i just i understand what you're talking about i don't like it either um but i think alabama needs to be a part of it from the from the talking standpoint because They know that the ratings at ESPN, at Fox, at all those other places, they know the ratings go up when you're talking about Alabama. The phone calls go up. The phone calls are the loudest and the most obnoxious on Paul Feinbaum when they're talking about Alabama. The Florida fans aren't that obnox- are not that not that obnoxious. The LSU people aren't that obnoxious. It's the Bama fans that are that obnoxious. They're, they're that loud. They create that much uh, movement on the needle that Alabama has to be a part of the conversation. That's why you get that scenario being drawn up. That's why you get that conversation. We have to keep Alabama fans interested in this because we can't lose that riled up group of people. And plus, too, it's interesting. Alabama's the bad guy. Nobody likes them, so we're going to keep them thralled up because their fan base is easy to get uh, riled up, and the people who hate them are really easy to get it riled up as well.
1: Yeah, and and I agree that with that. I just, I, I'm just frustrated that we can't focus on – we can't focus on an Oregon. We can't focus on a Utah. We can't focus on a Minnesota, a Penn State, an Ohio State, or I'm sorry, an Oklahoma, who, who have legitimate, who who honestly all those teams control their own destiny and have an opportunity to get into the playoff. But we're going to continue to talk about Alabama, who for all intents and purposes, for right now, do not have a way in. And I just kind of well, wish... I, well, I, and, I, we, I, and we can do that here. And yes. they can
0: do that on the yes. cover too and on the... Uh, the the other podcasts that are out there, the Cover 3 podcast and yada, yada, yada. ESPN, we have to take ESPN College Football Conversation with a grain of salt because they're tied to ratings, and the same thing on Fox as well. I, I don't mind Joe Clatt that much. I don't mind David Pollock, and I don't mind the individual people, but the topics are driven by the ratings, so therefore they're going to have – different conversations that you and I are going to get tired of really quick because it's the same old, same old. Yeah, and,
1: and, and, and I agree
0: And, and I think the general fan doesn't know that the cover two, the cover three, the solid verbal, and and all those other really popular podcasts are out there where they could get a different conversation about Alabama. And they could get a different conversation about Oregon and Utah and Oklahoma and Penn State and Minnesota and Florida. They they just don't they yeah. they don't they don't recognize that that's out there.
1: No, and I I agree. I it was just something that was just very frustrating. That's, well, that's what I've been hearing. Frustrated, for the last three days.
0: I try to step in and relieve your frustration. <laughs> that's what I'm here
1: for. I'm know. the doc, and, and I and I love you for it. And um, but d- just to the playoff conversation, just really quickly, um, I, I think I think what of all things that are made very clear, I think Alabama was left at five because it's a wait and see mode. Because they don't want to drop them down too far, because they they just want to see, you know, hey, how is this Alabama team going to be now that you know now that they've lost Tua and they they have this cupcake game and they have the Iron Bowl next week? I, I that doesn't mean that I'm saying that they should that they're going to be offered an opportunity to go up. What I'm saying is they're not going to drop them down too low to be overreactionary. Now, yeah,
0: I think the only thing I would have been fine with was putting them at number six and mm-hmm. let Oregon go up to number five because I, I think I have a hard time saying Alabama's the same quality team with Mac Jones as they are with Tua. There's just something about saying that that sounds
1: weird, but I wouldn't drop
0: them any further than six. Yes, completely
1: agree with you. Uh, and so with that said, I think, I think the, the committee said Oregon and Utah, you control your destiny. You know, if you win out, you're gonna play each other. We're gonna decide which one of you get in. Georgia, LSU, same thing. You two got you, <clears throat> you two teams. Y'all both play Texas A and M, and you both play each other. Like it, it's gonna, it's gonna figure itself out. Um, Penn State, Minnesota. You still have chances to get in because you play the big bad Ohio State the next two weeks. You know, or the next three, two of the next three weeks. The team that I think is on the outside looking in, which is what I said last week, and what you said as well is Oklahoma.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Oklahoma was down. Love. Yeah, yeah, they were down 25 points and they came back to win on the road and they moved up one spot to just the top 10. And I my boy Matt Sattler, you know, he's been he's been pulling on the the horn for Oklahoma for weeks now and I've agreed that they have an elite offense, but I've been bashing their defense, but what they did in Waco, Texas last week to be down that much and to come back and win that game the way they came back and won that game. You can say whatever you want about Baylor. Baylor has like, had like the number two efficient defense in the country in the big 12, the big 12 doesn't play defense. And they had the number two efficient defense in the country. They allowed Oklahoma to come back the way they did. And Jalen hurts to play as bad as he did throughout spurts of that game to, for them to, and without, without CD lamb, like I just I was beyond impressed and the fact that the committee just does not respect them kind of boggles my mind. It really does.
0: Yeah, and you 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 took you took every word right out of my mouth outside <laughs> Sorry. Of, No, it's fine. <laughs> um outside of the fact, you know, Oklahoma shut them out in this in the second half. Like physically saying that part of it, normally it's the other way around. Normally it's Oklahoma with the twenty-five point lead and then they kinda and then the defense starts to leak and then burst open and they have to – the offense kind of has to fend off the other team. Last year and the year before that, that's kind of how the scenario would play out for Oklahoma. And this year it's, it's – uh, you know, that was a step, in my opinion, a significant step forward for Oklahoma in terms of their defense to step up and make that play because I think since the Kansas State game – we sort of started to say, okay, here's Oklahoma reverting back to last year. Looked good through the first however many games of the season. Now they're starting to revert back. Here was kind of a, uh, uh, you know, put their foot down and kind of stop that sliding back. And they did it in a major way to get a a big win over an undefeated team. And, I mean, where – so were you saying you would take them from 10 up to 8? Or would you put them at 7, like – how far of a jump do you think they should have <clears throat> earned for that? Because in the first place they were down 25 points, and even during the comeback, uh, Hertz wasn't great at, at 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 times. Like he had to fight through playing poorly with a bunch of different fumbles and such. I, okay, and he I fought I, through I, it, and I and I give him credit for fighting through it. I want to make sure I do that. But yeah. where where would you where would you slide him?
1: I there's just something to that kind of an impressive win that i would i could i could have easily seen them be put in that 6 or 7 range like because and we don't have to we don't have to dive too much into this because we didn't plan this but what what win by oregon or utah is more impressive than what oklahoma did saturday night stand by cuz i like this question
0: yeah, it's not there. It's not there for Oregon um, thirty five to thirty one over Washington maybe is the closest thing. They went on the road and beat u s c really bad. Maybe that's the closest uh, probably the twenty five or the the win over Washington, and then probably a similar win for Utah over Washington as well, who wasn't ranked when they played. They were 25th when Washington played Oregon. That that feels like the best win on both of their resumes is Washington, but the win's not really holding up much because Washington w- was only supposed to lose those two games if they lost anything, but they've handed in two more losses as well. So it's not, the, it's not the Washington team I think the Pac-12 wanted them to be, but it's still, I think, that's probably the best win just to answer the question.
1: Yeah, so... So I mean, so as as you're saying, they they don't have one. Right. They, they don't, don't have one that matches undefeated Baylor coming back twenty five down. Yeah. And 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 so and and also I would argue that the win they have over Texas may be more impressive than the win they have over Washington, but that's that's splitting hairs. I, I just thought that with Oklahoma's win, they would have because they, they lost to a ranked at the time, they lost to a ranked Kansas State team, you know? um i don't know it just again it just caught me off guard with how little respect oklahoma is getting and but at the same time it doesn't matter because it's going to play itself out but but oklahoma seems like i said to be on the outside looking in moving forward and they need they need help but i'm going to tell you this much if we I, I don't normally get angry with these like kind of you know with the outcomes that people project and like who would win and they they'll give a listing. I don't normally get upset or angry about that, but if we come down to the end of this and we're looking at a, you know, one loss or two loss big 10 or sec champion. And basically it's coming down to a one loss, Oklahoma who won the big 10 big 12 versus a one loss, Alabama, whose only impressive win is against a four loss Auburn team. If they put Alabama in, I, I, may, I may lose it. With The little hair that I have left, I will lose. <laughs>
0: uh, I've got another question for you. Go ahead, buddy. Um, who is the best – because we don't have enough conversations about teams that are maybe well outside the playoff yes, conversation. I
1: agree. Yep.
0: So from 11 down, who's the best multi-loss team – On the board, they've got Florida rated as the highest at number eleven at nine and two. They've got Wisconsin and Michigan right next to them at eight and two each. Twelve and thirteen. Auburn's there at seven and three. Notre Dame is eight and two as well. Who's your best two loss team or multi loss team? You could take Auburn if you wanted to.
1: Well, I I would say the best the best unit of any team left. Past the top ten is probably Auburn's uh, defense, but full team, who's playing the best right now? I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's Michigan for me.
0: I think Florida's close too. I think they might <laughs> yes. have Florida. I think they might have Florida right at number uh, at number eleven. They just yes. they're they're doing it almost with the um, you know bubble gum and 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 pop popsicle sticks sort of. Sort of deal. We, we've criticized that offensive line, but it seems to do enough to protect mm-hmm. Kyle Trask, who is the backup yes. quarterback. So, um, you know, it's a it's an inefficient roster that people like to call it or, um, you know, it has its holes. But, you know, they're nine and two. They just keep finding ways. They're not beating perfect and wonderful and great teams, but they're beating teams that, you know, considering their roster flaws, they're beating teams that kind of match them pretty well and they keep winning.
1: Yes, I completely agree with that. I just And I like uh, Michigan too, by the way. I, I just think I'm just starting to turn around on this Michigan team who over the last couple of weeks have started to th- seem like to put things together. You know, Michigan State's not that good. I understand that. So beating them 44-10 is not that big of a deal. But if you would have asked me a month ago, do I think Michigan has a chance to beat Ohio State? I would say not a chance in hell. But now... I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm not picking their win, but I would be much less surprised if they won that game now, because I just think they're putting their defense is really good, and they just seem like offensively they're putting things together. And I think that's important. It's not a, what people need to realize is that sometimes the best team in October is not going to be the is not going to be the best version of the team in December. And I got into an argument today with someone who I said – and, oh, and th- th- I, th- I think this is going to unfortunately extend this conversation, but I want to see what your reaction to this is. Someone asked me – and they're, they're they're an Alabama homer, and he said, Robbie, do you think Alabama goes undefeated in the Pac-12? And I said, look, man, I'm, I'm not going to answer that question, but I'll say this. Right now on a neutral field, I would take Oregon over Alabama.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's interesting.
1: Let that be right one that, of our let, yeah let, that, yeah. Right so it's, it's it's washed. Let that be one of my overreaction. Let let, let me let that be one of my overreactions to start it, that segment.
0: Well, but, and and it's washed over me a minute, and I understand what you what you're saying with Mac Jones. Yes, with Mac Jones at quarterback. Yes, and and even if you make the amendment that or the uh, the amendment that you know to help healthy. Um, I, I can still understand it, but with Mac Jones, I understand it quite a bit.
1: I just don't think Alabama's defense is good, just like I don't think LSU's defense is good.
0: Well, and speaking of defense for uh, Alabama, uh, they didn't just lose to it. They lost their best best defensive player, too, in that Mississippi State game. So,
1: Oh, apparently not. You know, apparently now all of a sudden we're saying that Roquan Davis isn't that big of a deal and hasn't been very beneficial this year. Like that's the narrative that, that I've heard this week, not from oh, wow. ESPN, but just from other like Alabama people. And I'm like, what, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Because all season, all I heard was, oh, we're okay because we have Davis and we have these other dudes, but now that he's hurt, oh, it's no big deal. We've got another guy there. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah. but keep going. I, you're hundred percent right. They lost both dudes. I, I just think, I think people need to be okay. Hey, you had a good run, Bama. You just didn't make it this year. And into the yeah, this year. Yes, you know, this year. This Because year. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about them, Penn State and um and Florida. You better take advantage of this now because Penn State and Alabama are going to be freaking gross next year if they can find a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I got no I got no issue about Alabama finding a quarterback. Even if Toa goes, um, I keep calling him Tua. If Tua goes, <laughs> I've got no uh, issue whatsoever. I think if 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 they have the offseason to get Mac Jones ready, I think they'll be fine. And I even think they're gonna be okay with Mac Jones. I don't know if they're championship with Mac Jones, but I think they're gonna be okay. They'll play Auburn tough. They'll blow this this poor cupcake out this weekend. And then whatever bowl game they do end up, I think Mac Jones will play well and they'll be successful on offense. I just don't know if they'll be, and I think this is the rest of the country that feels this way too, as successful. So uh Trump, Trump, you, so you gave one of your uh your overreactions for Oregon. I gave I'll we've already sort of talked about one of mine, but Tua being hurt, and this goes with the conversation that you've sort of alluded to already Tua being hurt 100% means Bama is going to find a way to get in to the <laughs> Like, they're going to fight. Like, it's going to happen. Now that he's hurt, the storyline is just too un... Like, what you're talking about, ESPN has concocted this idea, or the, you know, the national media has concocted this idea, here's the path for Alabama to get in, and this is all Nick Saban needs to... Not fulfill the request from ESPN, but to just do what his will is to do and to motivate his guys to play into, you know the way that he wants them to play in and, and wants them to work and grind their, you know, put their nose to the grindstone. So him being out is 100 percent what Nick needs, and then it 100 percent means that Bama going to find their way into the playoffs some sort of way.
1: I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say forty percent. Okay. Because because I don't want to believe I don't want to believe the narrative that there's a bias with Alabama. Oh, there is. I, I, I know. I'm tr- I'm but I'm trying to not buy into that <laughs> because 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 here's the thing, man. If there's I don't a scale you more- can help it. I, I know if, if there's a also the SEC if there's a bunch of one loss conference champions, and they put Bama in, it fundamentally goes against everything we've heard for five years since or four years since this thing started.
0: Well, and I think and do it, it 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 will because
1: there's no wins there again. There's no wins to back up putting them in like there was in 2017. Right. Yeah. That's fair. And and that that will annoy me to no end. And you know I don't. I I've been pushing back on this Bama bias a lot. What but well, I, what I will say is I I do feel like there is an SEC bias as far as these AP and coaches polls. I've believed that for a couple of years now. Um, I do think it started to go away a little bit this year because I, I just think things have you know just. Hey, think teams are not who we thought they were going to be. But anyway, here is my next overreaction. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, my dear heavens, I, I lost my track of thought. What were we talking about? (laughs) Overreactions. Overreactions. Thank you. I'm watching the Syracuse game while I'm trying to do this. Uh, and I, I'm just going to turn the game off. Okay. Games off. Um, Overreactions. Yes. Oh, gosh, almighty. <laughs> Gus, Mal- Gu- Gus Malzahn is a glutton for punishment and is going to stay at Auburn until he is eventually fired. I could see that. I could see a coach
0: being hard-headed like that, that they're not going to walk away. He's not going to walk away.
1: Because I'm to the point now where I think he should walk away. And I think and, and I think he should do it. And I you know, I'm I'm a godly man who try never who tries not to be vulgar or or distasteful, but I think he should leave walking out with two middle fingers to that entire school because all they've done is complain and complain and complain, and he's the only coach on that side of the bracket or on that side of the, the SEC who has multiple wins against Nick Saban. And he has brought them. He's brought them to the playoff. He's brought. He's gotten them to an SEC championship. Like he, he is. He has done miracles. Being on the same side as Nick Saban, and there is not another coach that I believe right now that could do what he's done. And for them to constantly complain every freaking year, I would just say, you know what, deuces, I'm out. Do you feel like there
0: are people outside of the Georgia fanhood who? think the same thing about Mark
1: Rick. Yeah, but they'd be wrong because he never even got to the national title game. He constantly lost to teams that had far lesser talent. Gus isn't known for losing to far lesser talent. He's known for losing to teams with better talent. You know? Mm-hmm. Like like I I I just I And and Saban is not what kept Rick from winning a national title because Rick was at Georgia in '03. He was there in '07, and you know we we were all there for the 2008 debacle against Bama, where Bama's Bama's uh, reign began and there was no more sun in the South because Nick Saban took over. But but anyway, okay, go ahead with your next um, overreaction. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, LSU is the Oklahoma of 2019. Stellar, stellar, world-shattering uh, offense and a defense that is leaky, leaky, like a bad diaper.
1: You know what? I'm hundred percent about those bad diapers. I do, I do. I'm aware of them. Uh, I 100 percent agree with that.
0: Okay, like I, I'm out. Of, I'm out of overreactions. I think I had one more, but I didn't write it down can't remember what it is.
1: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go one more just, just to throw it out there really quickly because I know we want to recap these games. Is that James Franklin... James Franklin is going to go to USC because as much as Gus Malzahn is a glutton for punishment, James Franklin is a man who's never satisfied.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: And I don't mean that as, a, as like a negative thing. Just... He constantly is looking for a new challenge over and over again, and he may not even have finished his challenge at one school, but he is going to continue to find another challenge to go after and what better challenge is there than or what better lucrative and possible life changing and wealth wise possibility is there to then to go to u s c in cal in l a <clears throat> and have Better, better pipeline for recruits, a weaker conference. Sorry, but it is than having to go up against you know to out recruit the teams that he's having to out recruit, and and again to just be at the beach and to make more money than he's making at Penn State. Yeah,
0: no, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that at all. ninety okay. percent.
1: Uh, uh, cool. All right. Um, we, the,
0: where do you want to start with games?
1: Um, l- let's let's go from the bottom up on our on our recap here. Um, I'll start us off because you were right. I was wrong. Oh, we don't have um, to. I, I thought that's – not, That's not necessary. I already got it out of the way <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. I thought Minnesota would put things together. They actually had a chance to put things together and win this game. They had three opportunities to put this game away to, – to take the lead in this game in the fourth quarter, and they were just unable to. And the Iowa voodoo magic occur. I don't know if it's the corn. I don't know if it's just those it's darn the kids in the corn. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know I was gonna say the kids because I was <laughs> I was talking about the children's hospital stuff, and all of a sudden, and then you're talking about childrens the corn. But I don't know what it is. But there's some freaking. I don't know if it's the pink locker room. If you don't know, what we're talking about. Iowa is infamously known for the visitor section for painting their lo- visitor locker room pink. And um, I don't know if it's that, I don't know what it is, but Minnesota did not look like the same team. Also their starting quarterback, who's a stud who before this season or before uh, or against Penn state, at least he had more touchdowns than he had in completions. He, he is in concussion protocol and may not be ready to play this weekend against Northwestern.
0: Yeah, and, and two, it's just tough to put together really quality performances against quality teams week in and week out. It's, it's just tough to do that. That's, um, that's what's kind of impressive about – Ohio state in terms of just the, the longevity of their consistent play, even though it's not against super great opponents it's the longevity part of it is what's impressive. But in, and, and so example here is that even just in two weeks, even though they played really well and had a bunch of chances, it's tough to capitalize two weeks in a row, especially after an emotional win where everybody storms the field. And it's this big deal there for West uh, Michigan, um, minnesota for the first time in such a long time so uh,
1: that's that's tough to come back from and you know what all the credit in the world to minnesota because here's the thing if you win if you win this week and you win next week actually i think all they have to do is win this week if they win this week they're in the big 10 title game and they get to go out they they get a chance to win the title so this game may not even matter Like, that's the cool thing about Minnesota this year, and I I cannot believe I'm saying this, but they have a chance. I'm not saying they're going to win Ohio State because apparently if you watched the playoff recap show last night, they laughed at the concept of Minnesota beating Ohio State, and I just thought that was completely disrespectful because if you ever watch college football, like, the the things that we think we know never happen the way we think they're going to. And it's a 12 o'clock game. Yeah.
0: Or, or, I'm sorry, Penn State and and, and Ohio State is a 12 o'clock game. I was I was thinking about that when you mentioned Minnesota beating them. But uh yeah, Ohio State could fall at any minute. We've 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 seen weirder things happen.
1: Yeah, and so I think Minnesota owning their own destiny is really cool, but you, you you lose to Iowa. Don't worry guys. Hey, you know what? At least they didn't lose by forty to Iowa. You know? They lost by four. Um uh so to to move on to the next do you have anything else to add? I'm sorry.
0: Well, I was going to add Tyler Goodson for Iowa had 13 carries for 94 yards. He hasn't really been used much all season long, but in this game he did really, really well. And just a shout-out to uh, to South Georgia, Tyler Goodson, or just Georgia high school football in general. Tyler Goodson is from the state of Georgia, and so was Rashard Bateman who plays for Minnesota, which we've mentioned him before. So it was kind of nice to see two uh, South Georgia boys up north Uh, getting it done but Tyler Goodson was a really big part of the win the 13 carries 94 yards and the touchdown I think it's been a couple of years since Iowa's had a real dynamic kind of quarterback or a running back excuse me they've done it by committee but Tyler Goodson might be a guy that can kind of step forward and sort of lead the way as uh, as a as a big time back yeah it was it was impressive to watch
1: did you get to watch any of that game or did I you did have to not. watch it after the fact?
0: Yeah, I, I had to recap it, but I recapped it on Sunday, so I don't have a a, a complete picture. Go okay. ahead. Okay.
1: It it was just it, it was an ugly game. Iowa pretty much owned the game almost all the way through. Um it took a it took a late comeback for um you know, it took a late comeback by Minnesota to even make it kind of close. So, um all right. Uh, t- next game is uh University of Florida um beats Missouri at was at Missouri, twenty three to six. Kelly Bryant returns. Um, I was in, you and I both. I think you and I both picked Missouri, didn't we? Yeah, we both picked Missouri. Did I uh, let Twins, you
0: talk yeah. me into picking Missouri yes, too? I, I did. Yes, I did.
1: Um, you picked we, me into we both... picking Baylor too, didn't you? Well, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to say there because
0: I missed two opportunities. Um, you and your. So, you're voodoo.
1: I didn't do anything. Did Dude, everything. That Baylor game. God, I can't, I'm. You know what? I don't care. I'm not mad at picking that game. Um, I, I, I still don't. I don't regret picking Baylor in that game. I just, it is what it is. You know, uh, who who'd have thought that was gonna happen? You know, I guess apparently twenty um twenty eight yeah. to three is the you never want to have that score. Yeah, you never want to have the twenty-eight to three. Miss the um, extra point. <laughs> Miss the extra point. Yeah. Uh. So okay, Missouri, uh, Florida handles this game. It wasn't really close offensively. Missouri looked lost. Uh. Once again, going back to what I said, what I've been saying since the offseason, Derek Dooley is a waste of a coach who should not be calling plays for anyone. Um, and he, it is twenty. It, they they looked so lost. I might as well have gone to a three-year-old and let him just randomly pick the plays with his finger, and maybe th- then Missouri would have looked better. But th- Florida's defense just looked dominant. Um, Kyle Trask looked good. Uh, it was just kind of one of those, "Hey, we're just going to put you away because we're better than you," and and they showed it. Um, th- but that's really all I have. You know, Florida is seems that after the Georgia game, they're just putting things together and. Good for them. I, I I really I truly mean this. I hope Florida gets to play in a New York Six Bowl. Um. So I hope they continue to look good the rest of the, the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, fourteen points in the third quarter. It was just a three point game at halftime, and then Florida was able to wake up from uh, from there, but still not doing much on the ground for uh, yeah for Georgia. And for I don't backup, know, and, or for Florida, sorry. excuse me.
1: I just don't know how that's going to change either. Like that that's one thing, and we'll talk more about this in the off season. but he's not recruiting like great offensive linemen. So I don't know when the offensive lineman problem is going to get fixed. And that is a concern for me for Florida moving forward. But, um, yeah, they continue not to not be able to run the ball. But, I mean, Kyle Trask – I think Kyle Trask is going to be that dude for them next year. Um Moving yeah, that's forward. what's
0: interesting about it is like they're not they're not able to run the football, but it's not catching up to them that they can't. Like they continue to protect Kyle Trask, they continue to do just enough on the ground, and they're do just enough in the short passing game with Kyle Trask that it just doesn't matter. And I guess that's a credit to to Dan uh, to Dan the man. Yeah. Um, I him that by the way,
1: please never do that again. Uh, no. okay. Uh, I Iowa State Texas. Iowa State wins off the last second field goal. Tom Herman continues to be the most petty man in college football. Um, yeah, what did he do? I saw
0: that he did something. What was it he did?
1: Hold on, Spencer. You edit this. <laughs> edit this um, because I'm about to. I'm. I want to. Uh, Iowa State. Okay. Set um, up huh
0: you got to pull it up
1: yeah i had to pull it up because i just i just don't want to uh i don't want to miss any goodness here you know um so where is it
0: sam while you're looking sam ellinger was uh 22 of 40 273 and three touchdowns. He had to duel with Brock Purdy. Neither team ran the ball super well, especially Texas, just 54 yards on the ground for them. Iowa State found 112 on the ground. Um, and they were able to get, uh, you know, they had to fin Texas off. Texas did score 14 fourth quarter points. So uh, Iowa State, I think they tied it at 21 and then Iowa State was able to to march down – or no, excuse me, they took the lead 21-20, and then Iowa State marched down and uh, set themselves up with a, a pretty easy field goal for the win there in the, uh, in the fourth quarter, the only three points they scored in the fourth.
1: Yeah. Um, look, I just – I continue to not be a fan of Tom Herman for just his pettiness at times. For the whole horns down thing, for the not not taunting, but then he's infamously known for taunting uh, our boy from Missouri, uh, Drew Locke, uh, two years ago, Uh, and then after the game, just kind of uh, throwing his team under the bus, throwing his players under the bus. Um, making some really bonehead calls in the last uh, last few minutes of the game that allowed Iowa State to get the ball back to drive down to kick the game winning field goal and and then kind of just like when 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 people uh, when the uh, media asked about it after the game, kind of getting mad at them for asking these questions about like, Hey, why did you make this decision? You know, if you could, would you go back and change this? Like, I know that I know these, I know as viewers, like those questions to us sound dumb, but these are questions that they are kind of paid to ask. And when you have to, like, you should be able to answer these questions when you're a coach, you need to be able to justify why you answer, why, you know, why you did what you did. Just like I go back to Kirby Smart making the fourth down fake punt call against Bama. He did not shy away from that question. He did not get disgruntled. He did not get mean. He said, hey, if if if, if Fields are, are – I, I can't remember his exact response. He's like, I know y'all don't think so, but that play was wide open. It was you know what I'm saying, like but he was able to answer the question. Tom Herman continues to get upset when people ask these questions. i I do not think that Tom is getting fired from Texas, even though there are a bunch of articles from Dallas and from Houston that suggest otherwise. I do not think he's getting fired. I do not think it's time for them to cut bait from him, but I just I'm not a fan of Tom Herman, and well and the tech, team's been
0: riddled with injuries, too. So
1: yes, and kinda... that has to be that has to be kept in 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 uh, context, but at the same time, Sam Ellinger is not the player that we thought he was and well and two, just, he's
0: not the it's it's hard to be the player we thought he was with all those injuries you know what i mean when having to kind of keep things up together and they're not running the football uh that well so i, I almost feel like sam's sort of getting piled on not 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 in criticism but just the struggles the hurdles are so, sort of piling on the the inefficiencies with that texas team in general are just it's too much to overcome. I'd like to see him, you know... Head and that's back. fair. What would he, what would he look like at Ohio State in that offense with all those nice and shiny weapons? What What would any quarterback look like there? And, and he's yeah. one of them.
1: And that, and that's, that's perfectly fair. I, I, I just... I thought that we were just making too much about Texas coming into the season, and I know injuries are something that you can't... Um, that you can't really predict and you can't you know you you have to just kind of you want to say well that's football but you also got to you know kind of realize hey some sometimes losing this many players actually matters but at the end of the day man I I still think there's a there is something wrong with them offensively especially when they really uh, them not being able to run the ball with how they've recruited the the fact their offensive line has been so abysmal is a problem to me but anyway um, I don't really think we have anything else to say about Oklahoma Baylor. We kind of already covered that to a, to a, kind of extensively. Baylor had a huge lead at home. Second half, they get shut out, or in the third quarter, they get shut out. Uh, and this kind of like boa constrictor type mentality, Oklahoma just starts doing dink and dunks and nine to nine uh, nine nine to eleven drive plays. Of just tiring Baylor's defense out and in the fourth quarter, they just come back and they win the game. Um, do you have anything else to add to it?
0: Well and I thought there was like a turning point too Baylor had an opportunity down towards the goal line and Oklahoma's defense had a big stand. I don't remember the exact play, but it was uh, it was I think that was one of the turning points there for for Oklahoma to really rev up and 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 make this you know make the comeback what it was. 17 fourth quarter points. And and like we said, with Jalen Hurts fighting through how bad he played, he didn't have a great game by any means. Several turnovers, one on the goal line as well. So um hats off to hats off to Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Um the next game is Notre Dame at Navy. I don't really think there's much to say about this at all except for wow. Um, a lot of people picked Navy to upset Notre Dame, and Notre Dame just was not having it. They were up like thirty, I think thirty-four, nothing in the first quarter. Like it was or huh? I was just going to say, and not a bad Notre, uh, not a bad Navy team at all. Yeah, they were ranked. They were ranked before this game. They, they, I think, they were like seven and two before this game, and and Notre Dame just put it on them. Um, Notre Dame's one of those teams that's going to kind of be in that mix of you know Auburn and Florida and Michigan. Of just hey, this is a two-loss team that may be finding its groove after the fact, but they are yeah, still and, a really good team.
0: Navy is a good team. Notre Dame's a better team, and this is one of those instances where Notre Dame did get to kind of flex the muscles and show hey, we're we're just more talented. We're bigger, faster, stronger, and we're deeper, and that's how they that's how they pull away uh, in this ball game.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, and and then and then the big boy. So we can get to the preview of the picks for the week. Uh, Notre uh, UGA um, defeats Auburn at Auburn. Um, I I went back and forth all week on who who I thought was going to win this game. Uh, you know, you and I eventually both picked Georgia. Um, we ended up being right. Uh, Georgia comes out in the first quarter swinging, throwing the ball deep, um, and then Cager gets hurt. You know, in the first half in the first quarter. Um, upper body stuff continues to be shoulder and uh, shoulder and ribs stuff. Uh, but dear, dear gracious, um, the defensive battle we have the rest of the game. Um, the, here's a stat for you. I don't know if you heard this yet, but, uh, Auburn crossed Georgia's 40 yard line eight times, walked away with 14 points, Georgia, Cross Auburn's 40 three times and walked away with 21 points. Wow. There wow. was a, if I'm not mistaken, there were 11 punts. There were eight three and outs between the two teams. Um, there, I'm not taking away anything from Auburn because they they did play great. Their DBs played incredibly well. They played a lot better than I had seen them play previous uh, in this year. But there were times where, um, from, and this is back to what you and I've talked about before, Fromm had wide open receivers specifically a couple of times of just deep, deep passes that were wide open to players that would have scored touchdowns or gotten big gains, and he just didn't see them, and he didn't throw the ball to them and that's so I don't way too much a hundred percent I agree at the
0: point where it's just oh Jake had a bad game it's that's being missed. Way too much.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And thirteen of twenty-eight's not gonna beat Clemson and, and Alabama and it's not gonna beat LSU and it's not gonna beat it's just not gonna cut it.
1: You know, and, and I wanna again wanna continue. I wanna give credit to Auburn because or and and just to Georgia in general, because Georgia has played a top tier defense in Florida, top tier defense in Missouri, top tier defense in Auburn. And all three of them, all three of those teams came off a bye week and Kentucky all came back, all came up in a bye week heading into the Georgia game, just like Texas A&M this week. And But those 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 last Good three board. have all, yeah, They're the, Georgia's the first team in 20 years where they're facing five straight teams with bye weeks um, coming okay. into their game. Did you not know, did we not talk about I, this I, before? No, right? we've not talked about this. Yeah, yeah first, the first time in 20 years. That. First time in 20 years where uh, five straight teams had had bye weeks going into their game with Georgia. And so, what Georgia has, so to me, that makes this all the more impressive of what, of this run that since the South Carolina game, Georgia's been able to make of beating these teams while ugly and having issues. They they overcome and they beat these defenses that they're playing and there's not going to be in another there's not going to be anywhere near another defense that's a that is as elite as Auburn or Florida's that Georgia will face until the playoff and and that goes to LSU. Um, but here here's what I want to say a, a, a more of a unfortunately more to a uh, a critique of Fromm. I'm taking I'm taking the pedal off of this is Colby's fault. Co- Coley is calling up plays. Coley is calling a routes that have receivers wide open and Fromm's not pulling the trigger. And, and so people want to get upset. You know, we should be able to run the ball. Well, unfortunately it's really hard to run the ball when they're putting nine players in the box and they, and Missouri, or I'm sorry, Florida and Auburn have elite defensive linemen that are making it hard to run the ball. I, I, here's, here's where I will start to critique Georgia's overall offense and Hey, we have a problem. Let's see what happens this week when they play A and M. Who A and M has a abysmal defense, you know? Like what 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 happens here? But Georgia finds a way to win. There were no kick, field goals kicked. They put the game. They 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 suffocated Auburn. And yes, Auburn scored two late touchdowns. But if, to me, at least, I never felt worried. And the onside kick. Hey, I knew that rule. You you can't hit the guy until the ball passes the ten passes 10 yards that's not some fake rule that rule has existed for a while now it's not some hey we help Georgia out no you can't do that that's breaking the rules but Georgia again comes off impressive Auburn had you know does not you know they show they have elite defense but other than that they're just their losses it's so crazy to me that two of their three losses come to the top four teams in the country two of the top four
0: yeah, and the other one's a top-11 team.
1: Yeah. But that's all I got for the recap. Um, you have anything else to say about that game, or you want to go ahead and jump into picks? Well, I will say Jake did
0: throw three touchdowns in the game.
1: Uh, and they were the in the 13, red zone, and they were beautiful.
0: Yep. Of the 13 uh, you know, passes he did complete, uh, he threw three of them for touchdowns. He was only sacked once. Uh, they keep him and that was early in the first that was like the second or third possession, because I saw that before we left for uh uh our VSU game. Can we get DeAndre Swift more than seventeen carries if if this is gonna be who we are offensively? Can we is I mean, and I know we obviously have to not be in third and long situations to get him more carries, but man, we've got to find the way to get DeAndre Swift the ball more than just 17 carries and two catches. We've got to try to find a ramp that up a little bit because he's he's clearly and obviously the best player on the field for uh, for the bulldog uh, offense. At least, yeah. Right
1: yeah i i don't I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what the answer there is. I I'll just say maybe maybe the purpose is now we're we're at a point where we're trying to make sure we have him for the sec championship. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I'm not saying, I don't, I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything, but that would not surprise me if, if they're just trying to make sure that he is around for, you know, for the, for the game, because, you know, hearing got seven carries Zeus got three carries. Uh, Demetrius Robertson got two carries, you know, I I'm I'm okay with having about 36 total carries for 141 against this this type of run defense, you know. Yeah. Um but but I do think you're right that DeAndre Swift hey, and look, it may happen against LSU. He may get he may get 25 touches against LSU. Because as we've learned, as we've seen over the course of the year, LSU cannot tackle. So that's all I got there. All right, uh you want to jump to the Texas
0: A&M game for for the Dogs? Just go ahead and start there. Kind of keep it with uh with them. Yeah. Um, cuz I need to more I need to hear more about this atrocious defense cuz they're only giving up 20 points a game or so.
1: What I what I mean by atrocious defense is you look at the teams that they've played. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to pull up their their um uh, stuff real quick because I, of course, don't have it because um, I'm irresponsible. Yeah, so,
0: well, I'm I'm looking at, what is it, 28 points to Auburn, 27 to Arkansas, 47 to Bama, 17 to Ole Miss, 30 to Mississippi State, 14 to the University of Texas San Antonio, and then 6 to South Carolina. So I think I see what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I just yeah, just <clears throat> giving up, giving up the giving up you know big points and to talented teams t- to talented teams, and then giving up points. Get you gave up twenty-seven to Arkansas, who just fired their coach because they lost abysmal oh, games, and and then giving up twenty you know giving up twenty points to Auburn, uh, the the way they gave up twenty points to Auburn at home. Uh, also, I, I don't know, man. I, he, I believe that this is going to. I think. Uh, I think. Who is it? Um, not Barton Simmons, but um, Brain Gall of Cover Two Podcast. I think he said it best. This Georgia team just seems. Ever since the South Carolina loss, just seems hell bent, and seems like a a team on a mission. To get to the SEC championship, and they're going—they're going to they're handle their business all the way through it. And even if it's ugly, they're gonna—they're 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 gonna get the win because guess what? They have—they have an elite defense. They may have the best defense in the country. May I'm not saying they do. They may, and I just think they're gonna suffocate Texas A&M, and they're gonna punch them in the mouth because Texas A&M does not have the defensive line or the defense front. That these other teams have had that Georgia has had to face, you know they have had an extra week, which I think is valid to talk about. But they they're not ready for this offensive line, uh, Georgia's, and I don't think they're ready for this just incredibly balanced Georgia defense. And can I ask you a quick question for you to answer? Is this the best Georgia defense that you've ever seen us have in the time that you've been watching these this team?
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh really comes close to the to the regular season, I guess 16 and 17 year. Um or was it the 17 year where we went to the championship and played in in 18?
1: Yeah, I mean basically the When did the we win
0: the SEC championship?
1: Just in 17.
0: Okay, so 17 and then we went to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might be I think that's probably the best because we've got the full season, and even though they gave up some points uh, to, to Oklahoma, they, they got the stops. We had to battle our way back into that game, and they got the stops when we needed them to get ourselves back into that game and to overtime. So I'll go with George, that unit, but this unit's, this unit's playing its way into that conversation. Here's, the, here's one of
1: the best stats. Georgia has played 10 games this year. They have allowed their opponents all year just 13 trips into the red zone.
0: Yeah, that's impressive.
1: I think Ohio State has 18. Yeah. The only – I think there's only like one team who has – or two teams that have less than that. I think one's Clemson, one's um, someone else. But 13 trips allowed to the red zone. They've only given up one rushing touchdown. They've only given up I think only 17 touchdowns total all year. Um just super impressive defense i, I just don't uh, to to the point the two two ms point though are to their credit uh Kellen Mond will probably be the best quarterback they face this year and I mean that in a talent standpoint from being mobile and being able to throw so I'm interested to see how this game uh, goes out or goes um plays but I just think I think Georgia has too much speed I think Georgia has too much talent on the offensive side of the ball and I think te- Texanium or I think Georgia wins this game and I think they cover the spread yeah, Kellen Mine threw for 335 against Auburn while
0: they just ran for 56. He threw for 236 against Clemson while the team ran for just 53. He threw for 251 against Arkansas, where they just ran for 89. So he's a good quarterback. He's gonna throw the ball well. He's got a lot of games with multiple touchdowns as well uh for the season. So I expect them to throw the ball, and it'll be a good opportunity for Georgia to really be faced by another top-tier quarterback, probably Kyle Trask. So far as the the really truly the only one, him. Yes, I'm sorry. Him and Ian Book are the two big ones that they faced, and uh, we'll we'll get a a third test here with with Kellen Mond. But I, I like the dogs to win. I don't know if they cover, but I like the dogs to win. Okay. Next game, buddy. All right, uh, next game on the list is we'll jump to Penn State, Ohio State. I was searching and searching and searching for a reason to pick Penn State, but uh, the only reason I found was it's a 12 o'clock game, and that doesn't really (laughs) feel like that's enough.
1: If this game was at Penn State and Hamler was 100%, maybe I could see myself seeing this. And, if, but,
0: and I think if you were confident, too, that they ran the ball more with Journey Brown, uh, Clifford leads the team with 97 carries. Journey Brown has something like 80, and the and the, Noah, uh, the Noah kid has yeah. uh, a bunch as well. Running, he's got 68, and, and another guy's got 48. So I think if, if they were
1: – I mean, and all of those guys are carrying the ball pretty well. It, Here, here's, the, here's the thing. It's at, it's the last home game for Ohio State and our boy our boy's back from suspension. Yeah, you got to think he's got a lot of pent up anger. God, jeez, Louise. I I think Ohio State rolls, man. I really do. And it the, the
0: Penn State has 33 sacks on the year, 17 of those have come in two games. So it's against Idaho and Purdue. So it's kind of you're kind of thinking, man, you find a number that looks good and then it's kind of like, well, yet yeah, it I can't pick Penn State here either. You got to go Ohio State for for this one. They're just bigger, faster, stronger, and it might not be a whole lot bigger, it might not be a whole lot faster, it might not be a whole lot stronger, but to be but to be better in all the three of those as good as they, you know, it's just Penn State will hang around, I think, for a while. This will certainly be the best defense. That Ohio State's faced since yes. Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin did a good job early on. Can the offense find consistency? I think they've got the talent to. I don't know if they distribute the talent or uh, utilize the talent as well as they're going to need to.
1: I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, so yeah, give me Ohio State. I already State. put you down. The, the way you were talking, I knew where you were yeah. going. Um, let's. I, I'm I'm sorry, C and D. I I don't if it's okay. I don't want to pick those games. Well,
0: hang on. Wait, wait, wait. C and D. I don't want Yeah,
1: pick that's, fine. That's, that's fine.
0: That's that's let, fine. Let's
1: let, let's let us let us let us pick Texas Baylor because this is a very interesting game. Both teams coming off a loss. Baylor is at home. Baylor has to win this game. If Baylor wins this game, they're going to get another shot at at Oklahoma in two weeks. After Give me Baylor. Two weeks. Yeah, hell yeah. Give me Baylor, dude. Bay- Baylor. I, I believe that Baylor is the team I, for two and a half quarters in the Oklahoma game. I believe they are that team. I do not believe they're in the, they are the quarter and a half collapse that they showed last week. And if I believe that, which I do, I believe, I believe they handle business against Texas. And Because Texas is mathematically out of the picture for the Big 12 championship. Baylor has an opportunity just win this game and you're in. Win it and you're
0: we've already talked about it for Texas, who's healthy? What's healthy for them? And they're, and Apparently they're in
1: Apparently Tom Herman fights. in his mouth. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> they're
0: in dog fights week in and week out. I mean, there's a chance. I think they've got a it,
1: They're a in so good many dog fights that Michael Vick game. is sponsoring it.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> um Wow, that went dark. <laughs>
1: My my wife, my, I said that specifically as my wife was walking down the stairs as I said it, and I just wanted to see her reaction. Jeez, <laughs> my word. Sorry. I, Can you I at least laugh liked, and make me not? I thought it? we liked Michael Vick. Now I do. I forgive him, but I'm just saying. Like it was just. It was I don't. Just, I haven't
0: gone so far to forgive him, but I like him. Do he? Uh, anyway, he served his time. I'm he. No, no, no. no wait a minute. Let I, me oh, 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 just to, to be
1: clear. Him stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes, the the that's open, what I, haven't yeah, I haven't read in. a playbook. I, I never looked at the playbook. Like, yes, right. I, that I, I have not, yes. not forgiven him either. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, yes, trust me there. I, there was some rumor that he was going to come coach uh, for the Atlanta Falcons like last year and I was like, I don't want him anywhere near. It. He doesn't know how to read a playbook. <laughs> um but uh, but, uh, but yeah I'm I'm taking Baylor. Um you're taking Baylor as well. Um uh, okay B- I think this is a big game. Michigan, Michigan at Indiana. Indiana. Yes, I think that's a huge game. Huge. Huge game.
0: Huge, huge. it's huge. It's going to be big. It's going to be really big. It's going to be so good. I can't do one. Um, it's all right.
1: Are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm just sitting here. Just, just, just let know. him go. Dig that hole
0: there, Van Horn. Horn. Dig that hole. Yeah. Uh, eight touchdowns for, uh, for, for what's his name, Shea Patterson in the Notre Dame, May, uh, Maryland, and Michigan state games since yeah. the Penn State game. Um, I think that I think they're they're rolling. Uh the big sign was all of that stuff against Notre Dame. The three hundred yards on the ground. They only had eighty-three against Michigan State, but Shea Patterson came through with the four touchdown passes and the three uh three eighty-four through the air. Um, I think they've found what they want. Like when we talked about Penn State not fully utilizing the talent that they have, I think Michigan has found that groove where they're fully realizing, fully utilizing the the guys that they have, especially those two running backs that they've got. Uh, may, they might not have big, sexy numbers right now, but I think Hassan Haskins and the uh, is, are, are are guys that are really capable and they've done the th- same thing in the passing game with Ronnie Bell and Tariq Black and and those guys. They've started to find what works for those receivers.
1: The last three games since their loss to Penn State, which was a seven point loss where Michigan Michigan had a chance to tie the game. The the receiver is hit in the hands with the pass and he drops it. But ever since then they have scored thirty eight points or more in each of their last three games. Yeah. They have found they have found something that works. And here's the other thing. They scored forty two against Illinois and I, I and they only gave up twenty-five. And I, I know at the time we did not respect that, but Illinois has turned this thing around to show that they are actually a good team, a competent team. And they're playing an Indiana team who I, I believe has been completely overlooked all yes. season by the national media, by everyone. And this team is seven and three. Their losses come up come to Ohio State. Michigan State and then last week Penn State, which by the way they lost to Penn State by one score. They well, slaughtered you... Rutgers, they, they beat they handled Maryland, they handled Nebraska, and look, I I'm gonna pick Michigan because I think Michigan's on a roll, but I would not be surprised if Indian if you're looking at the fourth quarter and this isn't a one score game.
0: No, I, I agree with that. Um Yeah, the only bad loss on the resume for Indiana is Michigan State, which Uh, we didn't know it was uh, a bad loss until recently. It doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't look bad until now. They've only given up 12 rushing touchdowns. They've only given up, I think, 13 passing touchdowns, 13 rushing and 12 passing. They're only given up 21 points a game as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Michigan as well. I think they're just they've, they've probably got the better. A better talent i think they're playing at a level right now that's that you know, that that's that's better that you want to bank on but um okay yeah, this i agree this indiana team is is pretty tight do, do we know who the starting quarterback is is it ramsey or is it finks jr we don't know yet okay. and that's
1: another thing indiana has been playing without their starting quarterback
0: yeah, they've had to rotate two guys. One hundred and ninety-eight attempts for Ramsey and one hundred and sixty attempts for Fink. So they've almost split the reps nearly right down the middle. Um, you know,
1: I cannot. I oh man, I I hope I hope Penix can come back next year.
0: Okay, thanks for correcting me there. Oh, me I wasn't trying. Oh. You let me say it incorrect twice. Thank you. <laughs> you jerk.
1: I I you know. Michael Penix, I believe he's done for the year. He is a freshman, dude. He is a freshman, and he was throwing. I, I can't, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to watch this Indiana team play next year. But let's let's move on to the next game because I, I want to throw two games on at the end that I didn't tell you about. Uh, let's talk about Virginia Tech, Pitt. Virginia Tech is quietly again one of those teams that no one is talking about because they play in the ACC and the ACC apparently sucks. Which I I'm not saying it's good, but. I'm just been really impressed with how Fuente has turned this team this this season around. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, it, it started out. You know, um, it didn't start out great. They had lost all the players that they lost the year before. It was a bad season in in 2018, and. Uh, uh, Foster's going to re, you know, retire, and it just didn't start out like the swan song you would want for Foster, but you're right. They've turned it around. The defense is playing better, only giving up 24.5 uh, points per game. They, too, have had to – it seems like they've sort of bounced between uh, three different quarterbacks this season as well, uh, with two guys playing six and another guy playing an, uh, eight games this season. Uh, they don't have the starting. I just have what, what everybody's played. So they've had to bounce between uh, a lot of different guys, but this Virginia Tech team is really doing something special. And Pitt's not an easy
1: out either. That's what makes this game interesting. I think both of them have seven wins, don't they? Yeah, man, they're they're both looking at being seven and three right now. Um, it's pretty much Pitt, Virginia Tech, and um, Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech for, for the Coastal. And... I'm going to take Virginia Tech because I, I just th- I think they're the better team. I think they have better dudes, in, in certain positions, and so I'm going to take Virginia Tech. And here's the thing: I'm going to go a step further. A, a week ahead of time, I'm picking them to win the Commonwealth Cup and play Clemson in the title game. And I, I'm just I've come to the point now where I don't think Clemson loses a game, you know, until the playoff. But I think Virginia Tech actually matches up best against Clemson than any of the three teams that I just mentioned. But I'm going to take Virginia Tech over Pitt this weekend. Yeah, I like Virginia Tech as well, just because the role
0: that they've been on. I don't know a ton about this team. I, I won't pretend to to know a ton. But um, they've been playing really well as of late, and I think it sounds like Bud Foster's got this defense uh, rocking and rolling in the right direction Trying to look at uh, seventy tackles for loss. They've got thirty-three sacks on the year as well. They've only given up nineteen sacks on the season. So uh,
1: I'll take uh, I'll take this this group for Virginia Tech as well. And in playing this two quarterback system that they've been running with Willis and Hooker, Hooker's yet to throw an interception, man. Hooker. He's thrown he's thrown for ten he's uh, he's I'm sorry he's thrown eight touchdowns. He, here's the thing he's got sixty percent completion percentage which is decent. He's only thrown for nine hundred eighty one yards. But here's what I love, he's averaging ten point one yards per completion. That's that's a big number for people that don't know, that that is a big number, a good number. And then he's also added in the two hundred thirty five yards rushing they has for this year. Throw on the four touchdowns he's got rushing. I mean they they've got a good little system going right now and I'm, I'm excited to watch this game this weekend, but yeah, give me Virginia tech. Um, the, the two games I wanted to throw on there, we can kind of combine them together. We is over in the pac 12 where we have Utah playing Arizona and we have Oregon playing Arizona state. Here's how I want to throw this at you. Two questions. One, did either one of them lose Utah, Oregon? Nope. Okay. Okay. That was very quick. I don't think so either. Let me ask you this, though. If one was going to lose, who is it? Oregon. Oh, wow. That was quick.
0: I, because I just, I feel like Arizona, I have more confidence in Arizona State's coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes I sense. Don't, I don't know if, and I again, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Arizona. Um, but, I don't know if they're utilizing Khalil Tate the best no that that's uh, the definitely, best that they could be
1: yeah. that's been a problem since the freaking beginning and 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 know? this and this the since, losing since the what's his name kevin Sumlin reign the misuse of him has been mind boggling but go ahead the the losing that Arizona
0: State has done lately, as well, has been kind of surprising. I thought that they would sort of settle their way back into. To, I thought they would have fixed things earlier. So I'm, I've been kind of surprised by that. I feel like the bleeding's going to stop at some point, and mm-hmm. in and, and what better time? Or it, you know, it would be one of those what better time situations here against uh, top-ranked Oregon. The Pac-12 needs it not to happen, though. We both agree there. The rest of the country agrees there that these two teams need to be one loss when they meet for the Pac-12 championship uh, to give the
1: the Pac-12 its best opportunity to get somebody in. Absolutely. Utah plays a very SEC-type football that is not pretty, but it's very effective. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you on both points. Um, Spencer... I'm Spencer. I don't have any more games to discuss. What, what do you
0: What do you got? I think there's not much of anything. We did have the Tennessee-Missouri game on here. It doesn't look attractive at all. But both teams are five and five, so they are playing for uh, an opportunity to go bowling. I like Tennessee here. They also have Vanderbilt, so they're Tennessee's playing for an opportunity to go seven and five this season. Jeremy Pruitt's going to be really being uh, have an opportunity to to stick it in a bunch of people's eyeballs here at the end of the season who were uh, really downing and criticizing the beginning of the season. He's he's finishing on a very strong note um, there for the Volunteers. I feel like that's the only other game I wanted to mention. Uh, oh, no, Oregon State and Washington State. Oregon oh, State was
1: incredible
0: dude. last week.
1: Dude, I told you. Oregon State is a team that people – need to understand is very talented they may not be a great football team but they are talented and they're going bowling Oregon State's going bowling and I said I said in the off season I remember this if you want to take credit for something I'm going to take credit for something <laughs> I said I said Oregon State was going to go over their win total which I think was like 2 coming into oh. the season <laughs> And I said they were going to go over. To step out on a limb there. Hold on, hold on, because I said specifically that they had one of the most talented running backs in the country that no one knew about. And what have they been doing? They've been putting the ball in that dude's hands, and they've been scoring and scoring a lot. Oregon State, I think Oregon State will give Oregon a run for their money next week. And if you make me pick this game, I'm picking Oregon State to beat Washington State this weekend.
0: Yeah, the, the over and under for this weekend with Washington State is seventy-five, and it feels like that's Jesus. an easy over. That's an easy over. Both yeah, of those like, teams are scoring in the forties.
1: I think I think the the one that may like I'd pick and my you know, my butt will be puckered up a little bit, is if like eighty-two was the number. Like if eighty two is the the over under, I'll I'll take eighty-two but i'm going to it's going to be a thrill ride like i'm i'm going to see a scary movie that night you know what i'm saying like that that, that yeah. that's how i'm going to feel um but no man i, I think this weekend's going to be a quiet great slate of games and um i'm i'm looking forward to it man we're we're almost done with this football season i can't believe it
0: yeah also the smu navy game will be interesting to keep an eye on that's why i also had that on on our list we don't have to pick it i just it was on the list that'll be a good group of 5 uh ball game going forward Uh, I don't think there's anything Kentucky has a chance to go bowling this weekend with UT Martin Uh, they should definitely they should solidify that chance to go bowling and and get that win uh, there as well and I think California has got to beat Stanford this weekend to go bowling there there could be a lot of Pac-12 teams Robbie that are bowling at the end of this season
1: Pac, you and I you and I've talked about this a lot and we said it this off season Pac12 is going to be one of the most underrated conferences in the country there it's not like it was 2 years ago that conference is competitive and they've got quality teams all over the place and that UCLA USC game is going to be fun to watch because Clay Helton you know the the up and down you know uh, story of is he going to lose his job or isn't he but um Spencer I don't have anything else, man. That's it. That's it. we're 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 looking at like an hour seventeen right now. Cincinnati and Temple. You son of a biscuit! You had to just add on another game, didn't well, you? Well, just, I just needed just for the I heck of just it. Just
0: want to make sure we squeeze everything out of this weekend, so that the fans are being given. That's why I'm they going need. hunting
1: this weekend.
0: San Diego and Hawaii is the last one now. <laughs> San Diego, Hawaii. Of San
1: Diego all the games, State.
0: That- I'm sorry, San Diego State and Hawaii. So wait a minute go back you're you're gonna go do what this weekend
1: i'm going deer hunting man this weekend deer hunting
0: yeah
1: man who are you going deer hunting with boy with uh, my my daddy in law
0: father in law oh now is uh is uh david going too
1: no it's just uh it's just me and me and dad um lisa's not going been. To... no do you no. know how to carry a gun yes i've <laughs> how to shoot a gun i know how to clean a gun i i am I'm actually pretty, pretty savvy with a gun. I, I don't not. know
0: anything about firearms,
1: so I, I'm just picking on you. I know it's okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm going hunting. Uh, uh, her father's been wanting me to go for years with him and it just never have a chance. And so, um, Lisa and I are just like, screw it. We're just going to, we're going to go. We're just going to leave Saturday uh, Friday after school. And after she gets to work and we're going to go down to his, cause he's not like, seriously, he's got like seven plots of land all over the country just for hunting Wow. And so we're going to go yeah must be nice. Um but so we're going to we're going to go down there and uh, uh he said I'll set you up. We can either set up a little spot for you to walk around in or you can set up a tree stand. Tree stand. So um yeah, it's going to be fun man. I'm excited. That sounds fun. I had yeah. a chance
0: to go hunting one time and it just never materialized. Mm, but that's okay. okay. All right, all right well we'll uh, we'll wrap things up he's uh, Robbie I'm Spencer this has been a uh, rich tradition college football podcast be sure to like rate review and subscribe he's uh, again he's Robbie I'm Spencer we'll catch you on the flip-flop later.